go. In case you're wondering why I'm always going and there we go and action, it's because the order of operations is I click on my cell phone, then Logic Pro, and then the camera. What is the excitement of travel preparation other than trying to finish everything in your fridge before you leave? Did you know you can buy music rights to royalties? Sorry, you can buy rights to music royalties. Didn't know it was that easy. There's also Flippa for buying and selling businesses. Episode 41 in the works. Looking forward to Singapore. And that hip is feeling pretty good. Folks, it is Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I'm Stephen Sersky. Hope you are doing well. And uh, this here is my daily audio blog. Yik Yak Daily, Monday to Friday. Posted up on my website. Also uh, streaming on Spotify, Apple, Google, and uh, the other places where, podcast, where podcasts can be found. Talk about some of the things that go on here in uh, expat life. Uh, since I live in Beijing, China. And uh, yeah, all the fun little things that I get up to. Mostly sitting at home because I work at home these days. As a result, I have lots of time to look at the wall. And computer screens, basically. <laughs> uh, so what is the excitement of travel? Uh, preparation other than basically trying to finish all of the food in your fridge before you actually get going. Now, uh, I'm leaving to Singapore for a week on Saturday evening. We're taking the red eye. Uh, so an overnight flight um, from Beijing down to uh, Singapore. Uh, the idea just to save on not just hotel fees, but also on time. Um, because we only have one week. We figured, well, you know, if we could get there Sunday morning, then we'd have all day Sunday. Now, I know what you mean is that are you going to sleep well, right? But this flight leaves all the time, so it's got to be popular enough. Other people are doing this, right? It sounds bizarre, especially if you, I don't know, you live in a city in the middle of Canadian prairies. Why would you take a, a midnight flight somewhere? Well, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's really weird that you could, ha I guess this is sort of like a commuter flight of sorts, like a business flight where, um, these are people who need to be in Singapore or Beijing because I think the one there's another one coming back the other way, and uh, they just need to be there for the workday basically. So yeah, it's a uh, I, I don't envy the people who have to take this flight on a regular basis uh, on a, on a one off no problem. Uh, oh, but we're going to be taking a night flight on the way back too anyway. Uh, so what is this uh, excitement of travel preparation? Well, I've been uh, a couple of years ago. I did this. I did it on, on Twitter. I had a hashtag, uh, travel philosophisms. And I think I, at one point I'm going to compile these and uh, I'll probably publish them, to tell you the truth. Probably flesh them out a little bit, maybe, uh, and uh, see if I can, uh, you know, get a, a good, finally get, a, finally get a book publishing credit, I guess, um, become an author in a proper way. Proper way. Uh, and I thought this would be sort of a good way to uh, get it done. But uh, I've been trying to finish all the food in my fridge. Uh, so I finished the, I think I finished the milk today. I finished most of the vegetables. I think I have one little box left. Um, and I uh, blended a bunch of the, the kale and stuff like that. So I have smoothies for tomorrow. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing a good job. It's just you know, the fine art of what will stay. Don't open anything. Uh, but what should I eat? what could stay for another week uh, and a bit, and then also making sure I have food on the on the, the way back. Although, when we land, it's going to be Monday morning, I think it is. So, and I, I don't work that Monday, so I'll be able to uh, go to the store. And again, you know, since it's a night flight, 
come into Beijing and just get to work, I guess, unless I fall, fall asleep exhausted because uh, of uh, however it is taking night flights. I haven't done this in a very, very long time, to tell you the truth. So, ah, but yes, uh, you can look forward to uh, more travel philosophisms uh, on Twitter. That's where I've been publishing them. I think it's kind of funny to publish them there, to tell you the truth. Follow the uh, hashtag, follow the hashtag travel philosophism. That's with a P H P H I L O S O. P-H-I-S-M. I guess that's how you spell philosophism. I don't know. I'm used to typing it, copying and pasting the, uh, the hashtag to tell you the truth. Uh, did you know you can buy the rights to music royalties? I didn't know uh, that this was... Uh, wh why didn't I know that this was po uh, possible? Of all the things... I mean, no duh, right? How else do people... I guess this goes into the, the realm of... If you know, you know, but if you don't know, it's because you don't either swing in those circles or you don't have enough money to know, basically. And music rights, like, so this is, um, we're talking about things like when you publish a song and it gets played on Spotify, you get paid like a fraction of a cent. Um, likewise, when it gets used in a movie, you get paid a certain amount of money uh, every time. So it's a royalty and every time it gets played, in a public setting. So every time a person, um, like on an airplane or a cinema or on TV broadcast, they play this clip with your music in it, you get paid uh, a, you know, a couple of cents or whatever it is. There's a certain, it depends who it is, uh, it depends on the song, and there's mechanical rights, there's performance rights, uh, there's all sorts of different legal divisions of the creative arts, but uh, basically it comes down to money. And there's this website uh, called Royalty Exchange where you can actually buy and sell the rights to the royalties. Uh, now, I guess most of these, I was looking at them, some of them are only performance. So it's if it, if the song is performed, uh, not streamed. Um, and I, I don't, I didn't really look around too much for mechanical rights and stuff like that. But there's, they give you like the financials of the song, like how much it generates per year, how much it generated in the last year, uh, what sort of rights are included, uh, what media is included. So if you're buying more than one track or just one track, uh, and then uh, sort of what your sort of expected rate of return can be. So you can, you're going to, like, for example, you're going to buy a, an album or like the rights to an album, uh, the royalty rights to an album or a track. Uh, for like $12,000. But in the last year, this song's only made $3,000. So you're, it's going to take you four years, in theory, to make back your, your money, right? But how many, do you just buy one? Do you buy a collection? Do you package them together? Um, is it in perpetuity? Like, is it, do you hold these rights for a long time? Uh, it's interesting to take a look through, and I didn't realize that uh, they had made it so easy. I guess that's my surprise, that it's it's literally like shopping eBay for music royalties. You can do this, and you can collect them. Um, now, tax jurisdictions, where is that based out of? Does it go to your tax ju jurisdiction? So if I'm in China, <laughs> but I file in Canada, and I buy a song in the United States, how does that work? Oh, good, good question. This is... This is something that sort of stretches my imagination a little bit. It stretches my, my knowledge of the taxation system, international taxation system. No doubt, 
no one knows, but all the tax uh, revenue arms would say, well, yeah, we're going to tax you. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how it's going to go. Uh, but this is also, I, I didn't notice any big names, uh, like no major names that I could see, but I haven't really been seeking out new music in a long time. The one that was pretty big was My Chemical Romance. Uh, they have a song or an album uh, up there for uh, for sale that you can invest in or purchase the, uh, the rights of royalties and stuff like that. Um, didn't know it was that easy, but there's also, so with this one, it's similar to, I don't know if I mentioned this website, Flippa. I remember talking about uh, buying and selling businesses for $100,000. And there's this website called Flippa where you can actually buy and sell businesses online. So again, like eBay for business ideas, basically. Not ideas, like businesses. You can buy proper businesses. Now, looking through that one, I'm not going to lie, um, the vast majority seem to be kind of like, why would anyone buy that sort of thing? Um, the other thing, you probably have to go through couple hundred of these to find a decent album, not decent album, decent business. Do you want to spend the time? And I guess this comes down to what being an entrepreneur is and being a business investor is, is like if you were to do this face to face, how many meetings would you have with people that are trying to sell you your business or you are trying to buy their business? And you're like, no, wait, this is not making sense. I don't like the idea. Uh, I don't get it. Um, I don't think we get along sort of thing. So with all that, that can now all be done online. It's, this is, this is bizarre. And it's also opened up a new, I guess, new frontier for me in a sort. Like as I'm getting through my forties and stuff like that, I'm kind of going, yeah, well, what if, what if, well, maybe it's time for a change, you know, change things up, see how things are going, uh, have a bit more money in the pocket. Um, maybe you know, have a better idea of like, how I can make money, how I could sort of um, rebound from a catastrophe. Nothing major, of course, but uh, nothing life-threatening, I guess. Well, I mean, even then, I think I could. We hope, we hope, right? I mean, we're that resilient. I'm resilient. You're resilient um, to uh, rebound from these sorts of things. Uh, and life throws you curveballs. Great, yes. But given that everything's going okay right now, um, what are what what are some things I could see happening over the next few years? Could it be buying companies? Is this something that I'd be interested in doing? Something in, that uh, um, I'd be able to do? Uh, like you, you hear some of these. It, it's great to hear like the big wig uh, CEOs, the people who've already made it, the made made the millions and stuff like that. But it's like how many CEOs have failed? Like just and they're glorified employees, basically. Like you, you see the ones on TikTok, you see the ones on uh, they're doing podcasts and stuff like that, and all glitz and glam, and it seems like a, a very good sort of lifestyle. But then the reality is that you're managing people all the time. You're managing people as relationships. Uh, you got to make decisions that some people aren't going to like. Probably a lot of people aren't going to like. Um, but in terms of making the business and like your own ideas of how things should work, um, has to be done. And that like. Is that something that you, me, wants to do? Or do you like the obscurity of being an employee, basically? I mean, even if you're making $100,000, even $50,000 a year as an employee, would you step up and start telling people how to do their job if you made more money? Would you be able to do it? It's easy to say yes, but then keep in mind, those people might not respond. 
those people might not like you telling them what to do. Oh, goodness, because you're probably one of those employees, too. You can't tell me what to do. It's your job. I know, but whatever, right? (laughs) This is my point, is that it does take a certain skill to be able to manage and to lead people and um, guide the efforts of a group of individuals to work together as a team. That's an interesting idea. There was one, actually, a a set of music rights. i got to mention this before I forget, uh, in this offer, and it kind of had me thinking of you know, the certain portfolios that you can build, uh, given how easy it is now to buy and sell these things, the music rights to Shrek, you can buy, I get, this is the big one, this was published in the Wall Street Journal, that's why I sort of went down this rabbit hole of uh, reading about this stuff, but you can buy music royalty rights to movies, you can buy and sell businesses online, you could create a little portfolio for yourself that if you, I guess, what would you need to know in order to run a portfolio or a collection of assets such as royalties and businesses that are generating income from around the world? This is something that's beyond me. I have no, this is, I don't even know where to go for this information to tell you the truth and something that I'm interested in finding out a little bit more about. So hey, who knows? Stay, stay tuned to this podcast as uh, I learn more about this venture in life of uh, buying and selling uh, businesses. Uh, episode 41 in the works. Speaking of businesses, how's my podcast going? Uh, and I was uh, listening to it today. I got some audio work done. Uh, this is uh, the one that I had to do for this one. Uh, or the, some of the work I have to do for this one is uh, just to boost the volume and clean up the uh, the room noise audio basically a little bit. Uh, this one was recorded uh, using the Zoom H4n as the main source uh, as my uh, my DJI mics DJI mics were out at the mo- at the time. Uh, I think it's okay. I think I did an okay job. I bounced a rough draft today. Um, I want to check it again tomorrow and then hopefully we'll uh, be able to uh, publish it. You know, I might just publish it anyway. And if there are big issues with the audio, I'll redo it, repost it. I think there's two, th- there are two or three things I got to do. I got to do so. I got to finalize the audio. I got to do the title card, uh, and then I got to pick out a few uh, video clips and then post those up onto uh, all the other places I have to uh, post them on. Once I get back from Singapore, um, there's another episode, episode 42. I have to start editing as well. But at that point. Uh, I do need to start going through, I have a bit better of a workflow for YouTube publication. I was sort of thinking about how, what are some ways to make this a lot easier on myself. And I think one of the ways is to do the audio in Logic and then some of them I have to realign with the final cut projects, if that makes sense, because I didn't create proxy files. Uh, and proxy files are just a smaller uh, file size for final cut to use, which is a lot easier on the system resources. Uh, rather than using the like the uh, the native or the actual uh, footage from the GoPro sort of thing. So anyway, small detail, something I will uh, look into. But episode 41 in the works, hopefully we'll get this done tomorrow. Looking forward to Singapore. Uh, did you know there's a Hershey's land there? I forgot about this. Um, and Hershey's, like, this is one thing you can't... Can you find Reese peanut butter uh, cups here in China? I... You, you could order them on Taobao, of course, but 
can you go to the store and buy them? And it doesn't, I don't think you can. They are an imported item, um, as so many things are. Uh, but uh, in Singapore, they have a store dedicated to it. I remember going to this uh, one, like, when I, I think the first time I went to Singapore, I went to this place. Uh, and it was, I mean, I can't remember it being very huge, but it was big enough. You're going, that's a lot of, that's a lot of chocolate in one place. Uh, and I don't know, I, I think that'd be kind of neat to go. There's also Legoland, but that's in jo uh, Johor Bahru in Malaysia, which is across the border, which not sure if my girlfriend can easily go there for a day trip, given the uh, um, the, the requ visa requirements and restrictions, and, et cetera, and things like that. Uh, but uh, definitely, it's these little things. I don't know, when you travel, do you want to go see like the really big, like you got to go see the temple, you got to see the island. What do you need to see an island for? Uh, I mean, what draws you to go travel? To me, it's like these little things. Maybe it's being in China for so long. And Chinese people do kind of focus on food quite a bit for, for whatever reason. And um, they, I guess Europeans are more like being out in nature, getting away from cities. Uh, North Americans would be more like, oh my goodness, the city is so big. And like, try, like looking around cities and stuff like that. But Chinese people are... A lot more concerned about food, I would say. Like, what, what's the food like? Uh, did you eat anything good and stuff? Like that? And they'll, they'll bring food back for their uh, their family and stuff like that. Sounds bizarre, but it, it is true. So uh, probably we'll check out to Hershey's Land in Singapore. It'd be kind of neat. I might have to forego the uh, Lamborghini experience on the F1 racetrack. Was thinking about doing that, but uh, I've never driven, driven a Lamborghini before. Uh, so driving it on F1 racetrack might be a bit of a, yeah, might have to rethink that one. They might not even let me to tell you the truth. They'd be like, nah, we, we don't need people dying today. And good. Thank, thank you for, um, knowing the limits of, uh, this <laughs> as much as you could like to say, oh yeah, I got this. No, hold my beer. No, uh, maybe you should take some training first, which if there was Lamborghini training, I, th I think there should be that you can get trained to drive your BMW? Yeah, like they have uh, driving courses for BMW owners. I wonder if they have it for Lamborghini owner owners. I would so take it. I think it'd be fun. I don't know. Why not? And last little bit here, hip feeling good. So I've um, talked a little bit about mobility from time to time. And sadly this week, I have not been able to uh, get my stretches in. They changed the work hours. Uh, I, sorry, I did get my stretches in earlier this week. But today, uh, given the, the change in the work hours, um, I wasn't able to stretch as much, but my hip is feeling so much better. And this is, this is awesome because I'm not going to lie. The last time I was in Singapore, I remember my hip hurting quite a bit, like my back and everything. And I guess this is, um, like what I'm working on now is fixing all of that stuff that I left unattended for so many years. And there's this, um, what do you call it? It's like the pigeon, uh, you pigeon stretch you. So you, you're usually on the ground, but this one I have to do standing up and it's assisted. So I'm not going into a, uh, like I'm not lying on the ground. I'm actually propped up against the couch and that stretch doing push-ups in that position has strengthened, stretched, and moved something that uh, it's feeling pretty good these days. I'm feeling a little bit more excited about it, to tell you the truth. Uh, not 100% pain-free, but certainly a lot, a lot more mobile than I was even a week ago, and certainly compared 
to a year ago. So good on me for uh, sticking with all this mobility stuff. If you haven't started doing mobility stuff, if you're getting up there, you know, if you're older than, I don't know, 31, you should probably start stretching quite a bit. Um, make it part of your routine. Uh, follow some Instagram accounts or whatever. Uh, not YouTube. You could do YouTube, but uh, YouTube, do you watch that on your phone or do you watch it on your computer? Instagram, I've, I've, I've found that it's much more conducive to learning since you're sitting on your cell, your, your cell phone, basically not sitting on it, you're watching your cell phone. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can scroll through the different channels that uh, different feeds where you can uh, learn some exercises and mobility stretches uh, along the way. So highly recommend it if you're uh, at all feeling any niggles of pain, uh, start stretching. Uh, it doesn't have to be yoga. You don't have to buy special clothes. Uh, but I think the one thing that you'd have to do is, is reconsider. Whatever you think stretching is, you're going to have to go beyond that. You're going to have to change that. You're going to have to add to that. You're going to have to substantially modify your stretching routine. It's not just yoga. It's not just running stretches. It's not just uh, warm up before working out. You will need to actually research, look, read, and do much more than you actually think is even out there to tell you the truth. So every day I'm sort of picking up another uh, stretch or another idea for uh, mobility work uh, in the morning. I don't do all of them, but I keep some, uh, see, I, I, I save them, I keep some of them in mind, uh, and uh, I do swap out the um, stretches probably once every couple of weeks. Because, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to be trying different stretches each and every day. I kind of want to build up mobility in one area and then move on to the next. But certainly moving around, stretching, keeping those joints lubricated and the muscles um, you know, basically stretched and uh, uh, nimble, that's, you, you got to do it. You got to do it. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for lis um, listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, uh, stephenserski.com. I will uh, hopefully have an, a bigger podcast for you tomorrow in addition to this small podcast. And of course, uh, Monday to Friday next week, barring any unforeseen circumstances, uh, I will be uh, broadcasting from Singapore. So we'll leave it there. Thank you very much again. We'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.